Welcome to Aussie Ambitions Podcast, where we meet with everyday Aussies that are pushing ahead with their goals and ambitions in life. Join your host, Scott Robert Springer, to explore the future of entrepreneurship, work-life balance, and reaching beyond your comfort zone. So stay tuned for some tips on living life the Aussie way. All right, welcome to the Aussie Ambitions Podcast. I've got a really interesting guest here. We've had a little bit of fun so far, and uh, we had to just press record because there was so much going on. Our guest is John Naylor. How are you, John? I'm going extremely well, Scott. All right, all right. So we've got you on the wide cam here. Um, I just wanted to introduce you as uh, somebody that I met uh, early in the morning. We were out and uh, happened to be the same spots doing similar things, uh, riding an e-foil. So this is this uh, electronic surfboard. Um, and John runs a company called eCentral, and you can tell us a bit about that. But yeah, I just wanted to get a little bit of a taste on his life hacks and some of his experience. So, um, John, over to you. Can you tell us a bit about yourself? Oh, okay. Well, where do we start? So, uh, born and raised uh, in the Brisbane Western Suburbs, and um, by hook or by crook, and I really just by accident ended up doing an IT degree um, back in, what that started in 87, graduated with an applied science degree. And, but just fell into doing sort of more people side of computing. And that's where I sort of hung out for about 13 years until the internet turned up. And at that point, it was like, wow, look at this thing, you know. And to be on a big X terminal up at the QT watching a photo of the University of Hawaii come down on the screen like this, and it's just going, oh, that's life-changing. That's what we've all been waiting for. I so want to write software for that. Right, and, uh, okay. and the rest is history. Okay, so software. When I when I met you, you were telling me a bit about um, some of the many aspects the company does. But SEO is one of the things that you do, you guys have a great understanding of. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. And it's just come through the twenty odd years or twenty two years almost of history for the business. So, uh, you know, back then it was like pretty much anybody could hack together a bit of a website if they applied themselves and you know got the Netscape browser up and you know um, and used to sort of. As I said, I just fell in love with the platform, thinking, oh, I can write software, I can write websites, and those were distributable, you know, throughout the world. You know, software is no longer constrained by the four walls of a building and the people who operate those computers. You can now, software now has a global reach. And along the way, SEO just became this thing where you just learn skills. You just learn skills. Yeah. Well, this would be good. I think, obviously, this is the Ambitions podcast, and we've got people listening in that are, you know, Again, entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs, people mm. that are looking to uh, get from point A to point B, try something new. Uh, yeah. so with this whole SEO, is it something that, um, obviously there's a bit of a uh, negative stereotype. A lot of people get to have an impression of what SEO is. And, yeah. and do you think it's well understood by oh. by your clients? <laughs> Look, it's it's gone through trials and tribulations over the years. It, but the thing is, is that you know we've all had those phone calls from overseas and they're just harassing and they're just like, we want to do your SEO. And you just you just hang up on them, don't you? So one thing we've learned, you know, um, is it's pointless trying to sell SEO. It's pointless trying to out, reach out to people because you, the door just slams your face. The phone hangs up. There's actually it's never been that rude, but yeah, just people just don't dial in at all. Um, so, but the the truth of the matter, the fact is, is that and we've got metrics around some of our clients where we measure, say, the amount of business that comes in from ads and the amount of business that comes in from search engine optimization. And we can prove absolutely positively um, that we come in at one third, one quarter, you know, the price of a comparable campaign done in ads. Okay. That's significant. Oh, for sure. I, I think maybe that we can put that out there for people that, so if anybody running a business, mm. um, you probably need some help getting the word out, right? So just basic level, you probably have a website, mm. um, you need to, get your message if it's a campaign or just your main services out there. So people go down either paid ads or they go for like the more organic, right? Would you ranking higher in Google? Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there is there more to SEO than just the Google picture? Does it go beyond Google? Oh, no, well, that life is Google. I mean, we had that recent scare with um, you know, the threat from Google to leave the country, but uh, thankfully that didn't happen. I mean, my whole business flashed before my eyes. That was really quite scary. But uh, no, that... Google's 90 plus percent of the traffic. Yep. And funny enough, and I kind of think about, you know, you think, how's Bing doing their search technology? Oh, they're going to recruit Google engineers and doing kind of the same, aren't they? So when we actually did, we thought, oh, this Bing thing might be that, you know, Google might leave. We're going to go down the Bing path like most people will use that as their preferred search engine. 
how do we rank? So we went in all our metrics, looked at all our clients across Bing, and we found out we were pretty much on par. So my response then is if you do what you do for Google, it's probably going to work for Bing. And that's got the majority of the market covered. Yeah. Okay. Uh, look, I think the um, just the reinforcing that Google is has this power, <laughs> yeah. that that is a, a topic that I think Do worth. They? Are they listening now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually, I should demo these uh, these lights. We actually have the Google Home automation. Oh right. Where you can you know voice activation and oh. control things. I won't. Uh, just for fear of shutting off something I don't want to, I won't try to. <laughs> try to give a bad demo but yeah it is pretty amazing that the integration of things and all that um mm. in in the seo world and i guess your whole tech world is it is it still about the keywords is that i mean is tech is google still about the um you know this idea of typing in a couple of keywords and letting the results come at you or is there more to it in terms of all oh, google's listening to every podcast <laughs> and is going to rank you accordingly. Do you get that kind of knowledge or? Yeah, absolutely. Look, there's one really, really big secret that uh, we've discovered about Google, uh, which only goes out through our clients. I wouldn't reveal that to you. And there's a, even a specific thing that we do to, to, to play to that. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, down, down you, the next most important thing, which I'm happy to reveal, is that, um, you know, it's really a content game these days. Uh, Google is out there looking for good content that answers questions. And what are those questions? Well, Google's showing if you type in a keyword, so if you picked out something like Podcast Studio Gold Coast, uh, it's going to give you a bunch of results and show you where podcast studios are. But more importantly, it's going to tell you other questions people are asking around that space. Like, and it might be, where is a cost-effective podcast studio on the Gold Coast. And so those questions and that Google is suggesting that other people have searched for are actually kind of what was used to be called a long tail search. And you really want to be in the, the, the job of week in, week out, answering those questions with content. Yeah, nice. Does that make sense? Totally. And I was just thinking about uh, like our own experience. Again, the whole idea of doing this podcast is about um, being uh, going through those steps as someone that has started something from absolute scratch so that mm. others could do the same and we could kind of share those little, uh, mm. little little pieces of knowledge along the way. And one of the things is if you Google yourself, you know, Aussie Ambitions Podcast, what you realize is it's picking up every of the latest podcasts, like right down to the day. Mm. So it's a fresh, absolutely fresh crawling of this content. Yeah. Um, so just like you might update your website, yeah, our website ranks okay. But, um, and depends for which terms, of course. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like that, they're in creating content, not just keywords, but content, it's, uh, it's right up there. Mm. So maybe that's a little something that people can explore and, you know, maybe share in if this is worked for you um it's just interesting to know what the game is and yeah. is it a little bit about that like it's still well, changing it, the rules well there's 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 a couple of things that I, we've debunked that that uh, and the most notable are those that that rates are mentioned here and and you know I get on a podcast or a chat or or listening to something and there's a question space but so like yeah I see what you're saying but what's this about the backlink still being relevant you know what's this with the backlink so what's a backlink anyway it's a link it says they put the word back on it, so it's two syllable. It sounds cooler to say. It. No, it's just a link. So um, we do very, very little link building. Yeah. Now we've got clients that are top of search and doing extremely well from that that work we do for them. Even to the point where, like, things they pop up on a search result, we're just like, whoa, we just never expected that. But then again, we have been beavering away for three years for them, going on four. So yeah, due respect. Now, mm. in that whole time, we've never built a single link, a single link to their website. So I say, so those people are out there, they're pitching backlinks and, um, you know, you've got products like SEMrush and stuff like that. They're out there promoting. Um, we're going to do analysis on the backlinks so your competitors are new and going to give you directions where to get more backlinks. I'm going, mm, I'm sorry. That's badly spent money. Yeah. Well, I think that... That's my experience. Now that people want to jump on and scream that down, they're welcome to do that, but we're doing extremely well without it. Well, that's that's a bit of those life hacks and the and the professional hacks, actually, on mm. that. Because, I mean, you don't want to be... In this day and age, you can't be wasting any money. Um, mm. Reinvest it, spend it in different ways, something that's got some yeah. positive ROI to it, right? Mm. Um, interesting. Well, yeah, like the world of SEO, I mean, people can look into it for themselves and 
but fair to say it should be an important part of any marketing mix. Like, don't neglect it. Is that is that kind of the general feel, or can the, can some businesses operate on a bit of autopilot? Look, the the main failing, and and uh, we're talking about this off camera. I don't mind going back to it because it's really important. Is that kind of you? Some of our clients are like growing businesses, like 10, 20 staff, or they might be a bit smaller, sort of, you know, uh, husband and wife ownership with a couple of guys working for them. Uh, what we've encountered around uh, their, their approach to digital until we come on the scene is that, you know, he's doing some Instagram, she's looking after the Facebook, but nothing's actually happening. And even worse so, nothing's happening on the website. Um, and so the big flip over that we do when we start doing what we do week in, week out, is it's website first. Website feeds Google. Website entertains potential customers on your website. Uh, those content pieces then get distributed out to Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever else you can do to promote them. Put them into a newsletter. So it's this content-first strategy you distribute widely. You know, and it could be a podcast where we've done that sort of stuff work for our clients as well. Yeah. Um, is that content-first sort of strategy in a scheduled and you know belligerent manner? We just we got to do this. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, if you read, I follow the topics of SEO. I mean, there'll be mm. advice and you know your top five things to do and whatever. And you know, a lot of them will say publish regularly and just be mm. regular. So I think yeah, let let's put it out there that people um, can have a good understanding of it. And then mm. there's a, there's a whole next level of yeah. efficiency where you know your your top top of the uh, top of the rankings for those certain keywords and um, in in. Helping clients just just to get my head around this, how many keywords are they are they trying to master? Is are we talking about hundreds or is it sort of like five or ten, just the most important ones for the business? Oh no, well there's always those ones. Well, look, they're predominantly our work. Our perfect client is is some sort of um, is a a trade business, a plumber, an arborist, a, a pest controller, or something that's got three, four, or more guys on the road. You know, they're running a serious business. There's multi million dollar turnover, right? Um, and for those guys. They're tradies, and when you need a plumber, you're going to Google plumber. Um, you might Google plumber Brisbane. You might Google plumber local near me, which just drives me insane. But anyway, because <laughs> then Google's going to work out where you are, um, and then present your search results. So you're not helping Google when you do that. By the way, you know, <laughs> but um, um, but um, yeah, so. There's a lot of work around sort of obviously keywords. And then the, the sort of product ranges that, that distill down from that. So like um, plumbers down to hot water systems, down to um, drainage, sewage problems, toilets, et cetera, et cetera. So pretty colorless sort of <laughs> um, client I've picked out, but it's it's absolutely true. Yeah. And so keywords, people are going to look for a plumber. You know, it's water in the bathroom, or on the bathroom floor, the kitchen's let go, the, you know, the sink, whatever. Something's gone wrong. Poo in the backyard, you know, it's like, we need a plumber. <laughs> a plumber near me. No, not near me. You know, pick your suburb. You know, That's good. Do us a favor. That's good. Nice and colorful. But look, I mean, it translates <laughs> to your business, right? So have a think about uh, how that relates to you. And I think mm. it does pay to to look beyond your, you know, one or two keywords. There's probably more aspects where leads are, can come your way. Mm. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and I think the more you can get those bases covered, then yeah, mm. you can manage the leads. Mm. Um, just on the, I guess the the, the whole data uh, world. I mean, you talk about websites and so on. What what's your thoughts about, uh, I guess, retaining control? Because the website, everyone's got control of their own website, right? That's still the case. Yeah, you can choose where to host it. You can download the data and all that. Are you kind of a big data guy, like data privacy? And I don't know where do you sit on all this. Is it is it a concern for, yeah, for, well, for the well, world well, at large? You can have to expect. No. Uh, what the actual it, it's uh, the just, analytics or it, the client's it, privacy or yeah it's basically like if you were going to do a bunch of marketing um in 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 the facebook world for example you're essentially feeding a lot of intelligence through that system hmm. um and you're hopefully directing traffic back to your website but a lot of that they've got like lead generation forms on facebook so if you're running a facebook ad they might just say oh would you like to use our Oh, that's world. Leads. Oh, yeah, yeah. Facebook leads. That's uh, alien to me. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. But. Well, that's maybe more digital ads. Planet <laughs> <laughs> um, Mars. LinkedIn, like... LinkedIn does the same. Yeah. Uh, you know, you want to run some ads and things. They've got their their lead generation form, which is supposedly, mm. you know, perhaps more efficient or they'll try to pitch it to you. Do you have any uh, concerns about driving traffic to those kind of systems where, the you know, there's extra people looking at your data or... 
maybe at a more aggregate level. No, I'm just what concerns me about all that more so. Uh, look, those guys are pick the pockets anyway. When you guys run those big platforms, your Facebooks, your LinkedIn's, or your Google, and they're promoting their form-based inquiry systems, they've already picked the pockets of the clients, you know. And that's even part of this big deal with the media bargaining code is the news media are supposed to now, under this media bargaining code, somehow get some intelligence about the behaviours of the people using the platforms. And that's where Google have gone, <laughs> I don't think so. And Facebook, well, they just shut down for a, for a week, didn't they? Um, so, so, yeah, they've got the data. So it's sort of too late to be concerned about that. The bigger concern, to answer your question, is the fact that, um, you know, particularly for the businesses I look after, uh, they don't want a lead form from some nondescript person that may or may not answer the phone when they call because we don't answer phones anymore, do we? Um, they want that person on the phone. They want them to ring. Um, so... I'm sorry, lead forms for me leave me a bit cold because anybody with a personality, anyone that's got a, got a growing business, anybody who's got real serious desires about getting ahead, who's got some sales skills, they're going to want to have a conversation with the person that's you know, seeking their services because that's a way you convey personality, that's a way you can convey a point of difference. A lead form just puts you in with a tribe of other people, you know. So you, you want to make sure you show that personality every chance you can. Now, for a lot of people that, I've got poo in the backyard, you know, they, you know, they, they want to get onto someone who's going to be there, who's got, they, they feel that they've got some trust in and it's going to sort that out first time. Um, so, and that's that level of comfort that comes from a phone call that you're not going to get by just filling in a form, you know, <laughs> hey, I've got poo in my backyard, what are you going to do? Um, you know, they filled in four forms on Facebook, cost people, you know, 20 bucks a lead or whatever, high pages, you name it. And, no one's turned up yet. No one's even rang them back. Yeah, that's look. I mean, that just reinforces the point that if you are or get organic listings and you know top of Google doesn't mm. cost you anything mm. from Google. You know, there's that expertise to get mm. you there. Um, mm. But yeah, once you get into these paid systems, it's. I mean, I, I've heard of it described as almost like perhaps a very short term strategy. Like you can do it for a while. Yeah. Uh, so that you have some activity, mm. uh, especially if you're just starting out. But uh, longer term. Yeah, let's just say SEO and, and having a good position and however that comes to be, um, that's a much smarter move. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for business. No, well, you're building a business. You want to make sure you're doing a fantastic job and you're building a database. You know, most of our clients are going out via email back to their clients on a monthly, quarterly, weekly basis, you know, just to stay in touch yeah. um, depending on the, the client type. And they've got good relationships with their clients. You know, when someone, when the food, oh, well, the next thing goes wrong with the house plumbing was they, you know, they think, oh, we're going to call them. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, the, just on Google, the this product suite they've got, they've got Google Maps, they've got a couple of their probably other aspects. Mm. But does Maps still, I guess that would be more of a, like a local search type scenario, but do you have to get in deep deep into Google Maps to understand about like location-based search or? Um, oh, we heavily engineer that. Yeah, yeah, we heavily engineer that. In fact, uh, that's my sort of leading advice when I get someone come to me and say, I'm starting a business, how about a website? I'm going, no. No, get yourself a place marker on Google, on Google Maps. You get download the Google My Business app, the little blue shop looking icon. Get that on your phone. Register yourself as a as a business on there. Get yourself on the map, and go get yourself 10, 20, 30 reviews. You know, if you've got an existing client base, pick their pockets. If it's barbecue rules and you've got friends and family who believe in what you're doing, yeah, get the review from them as well. But ultimately, you just want to. Um, become very proactive with reputation building because um, once again, our evidence around that is is that uh, very firmly that Google My Business plays to uh, uh, you know to Google's algorithm. It plays to people's mindset, and what's more, uh, we find fairly typically and regularly is that people are actually um, are actually better class of people. You know, not to put anybody down right now, but there's a, there's just that the yeah, that people that read reviews and act on reviews are typically people who have just a high level of respect and also more likely to write another review. So it becomes a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy as well. Um, so, um, yeah, my advice to clients when they get to a certain level of reputation on Google Maps is like, yeah, you can quote confidence. They've read your reviews and particularly if they've said that, they've already made the decision. They've done their research. They want you and that 
and you get the obviously the opportunity to price yourself at a premium. That's really good. Yeah. I'm glad we covered that because yeah. I, I think a lot of people get uh, intimidated or. Oh yeah, I see you nodding your head there. Why? So like I see the. Yeah, I see the. <laughs> I, for sure. Like I mean, again, now people could look back and say, "Well, let's check check the uh, Aussie ambitions map listing," <laughs> and I'm thinking, "I don't know." Uh, depends, you know. Like it's, it depends, obviously. Um, yeah. Oh, well, I can't wait to review this. It'd be like, uh, yeah, three stars, no green room, no stash. You know, it's like, you know, what's the <laughs> Joe Rogan coming over. He was smoking cigars. I don't see any cigars. He was like, we're going to activate the uh, the uh, hospitality <laughs> button over here. And then and then swarm. Everything right. comes in. Well, if, if, it's, if we're going to judge it on the green room and the lack of stash and the lack of cigars, you know, I'm not saying for the after party, Scott. <laughs> hey, we have, a, we, have a, we have lasers and we have a smoke machine. So you're getting that on the exit. <laughs> There's no doubt. That's very GC. Um, yeah. Yeah. Doof, doof. We need some, uh, some beats. But um, yeah, look, I mean, this is, uh, this is a little, little techie lead off. But I mean, ultimately, you know, it's, it's good to get right from the expert, right, right, right okay. from the source. Yeah. Um, all, all this stuff, like if I go back to when I met you, which was only a couple of weeks ago, mm -hmm. um, uh, I basically picture this. This is a guy that's six in the morning. He's sitting in a lawn chair. He looks pretty content. Uh, kind of got some business a persona. I don't. I couldn't quite place it, but you looked like you were organized, and he had a laptop. Um, looked like a full full battery, full charge. So he's obviously prepared. And I'm thinking, what is the deal? And I'm ready. Like I'm just barely awake, trying to get ready for my little you know e surfing lesson there. And uh, yeah, and this is kind of laptop. So hey, how you going? So what what's that about? What what's what's the morning routine for you with a laptop at the oh, side okay. of the water? Oh, uh, look, I'm an early riser. Yeah. Um, and that comes. No, it's just always pretty much been the case. Well, certainly since, well, back in the day, and I'm sure we'll get around to talking about my life on a boat, but there, there's a, a genuine lack of sleep um, because living on a boat, you're, every little sound or something is like, oh, what was that? Was that the mast coming down? Was that the anchor dragging? You know, so there's always that sensitivity that you develop as, as a guy, uh, someone that lives on a boat, and you're the skipper. You're responsible for this thing's your home, and um, there's all sorts of perils out there to get you. So you're a light sleeper. But no, I've doubled down on that. In the past sort of three, four years where as a reboot of the business, I've come to appreciate that that actually that uh, insomnia, some people would call it, is actually becomes a bit of an asset because you, you do rise early. You know, you do get up. And if you talk to anyone that's in the motivational game or business coaching game, it's like, well, where do you get an extra hour in your day? It's like at the start, you know. You want your Tony, Tony Robbins hour of power. You know, it's like, you know, you want to get up and just, get yourself dialed in so oh interesting yeah, yeah. Well, um are you like always plugged in uh, given that you're running your own company you know a company that's well established um, mm. are you as a business owner you're always having to like just keep an eye on things whether it's just checking email or yeah. are you more in the project world where you just or like do you have a dashboard <laughs> yeah no no look there's um yeah my uh, emails my inbox yeah um you know um which is uh, you know, five-hour work week type stuff is a really heavily filter um, and um, and make sure that you're only getting important stuff in your inbox. So that works well for me. And um, But otherwise, yeah, I'm always there for my clients. Uh, we've got a retained clientele of five, six, six at the seven at the moment, I think. And uh, so they email me, they're going to get a response. Yeah, nice. Um, but for the most part, everything's programmed well out. So um, those emails are actually relatively infrequent you know so i get to then just sort of put my nose and poke my nose into the business got a great team behind me that do plenty of stuff that's it we're programmed well out so we're you know uh, the trajectory for like our web development path for our clients we know where we're going with in terms of speed improvements or seo improvements or technical software improvements or uh client you know, you know client activity type stuff so we're well dialed out in that and a lot of our clients we've got to that level of trust i guess where they're kind of like yeah look john just Keep doing that. Keep doing what you're doing, okay? And it's up. And there's a, quite a bit of latitude in in the majority of our clients for us to just get on and do what we do. Yeah. And you know, with integrity, we we set out to do that every single day, week, month, you know, uh, year with our clients. We're always reaching into the future, looking at the next thing to do, and queuing it. Yeah. I mean, so you've created this this business and this model where um, exactly right. So you've got these clients that are. Um, happy and, and mm. fulfilled and, and growing and profitable. Uh, they, I wouldn't reach that far. But. <laughs> well, I'll have to read those reviews. But uh, but let's say like the five-hour work week that you described, that hints to um, 
I mean, like, so that's a movement, right? So there's people out there that uh, mm. someone said, like, uh, let's, let's create this five hour mark. Mm. Uh, is that something you subscribe to? Like you just, you have that, you structure your week so that you, you, I don't know if it's just freeing up your time for other things or is it really about that? Yeah. Look, actually it's, 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 it's a bit of a hack and let's talk about that in terms of the business stuff. Like it was a, a revelation. I was getting some business coaching and reading a lot of lit- literature and rereading like, you know, I'd read the E-Myth Revisit. I'd, I'd read the five hour work week. week um, what's that other one that? like everyone subscribes to was like think and grow rich oh, yeah sure so well i read those titles like 20 years ago 15 years ago but they didn't really make a whole lot of sense you know they didn't they didn't strike a chord with me uh, but when i rebooted the business came back to brisbane after this sailing life it's like um actually shit's getting real isn't it it's like yeah turn a big five o's coming up i better dial it in you know so um uh, what was really important around that is that and it, and it wasn't there in any of those books, but something was an epiphany for me and it started on a piece of A4 and landscape and I just did an organizational chart. Now, it was me. You know, and what actually that organizational chart was the list of the 50 things that I do at a marketing department, had a sales department, had production. I was doing my own quality control, big mistake, um, doing all my own accounts. Um, telling myself what to do, the general manager, you know. Um, but as I listed all those tasks out, and you actually got down to the detail, and this is coaching I gave to one of my uh, new clients yesterday, and he's like, yeah, that's right, yeah, you're right, um, is that when you stand back and look at that, there's two really important revelations. It's like, oh, you know, because you've got a list of 50 things you're doing, you go, whoa, no wonder my my life's a mess. No wonder I'm a mess. No wonder I can't do any of these one thing reliably because it's you know your your mind's this 50 piece puzzle wow yeah so that was a real revelation for me so what came about from that said so, and the, the next thing and whenever i'm coaching people around this i said well the next thing to do is like all right we've done that list and uh, with this other client and he said like what's your worst thing in these is i hate writing blogs i said well you've just engaged this. you've just taken the first step on distancing yourself from as many of these tasks as you possibly can and retaining the ones you want. Now, no one had ever told me that, but that for me, and that Sunday that I did that, and I, I don't know where that bit of paper went, but it was a revelation for me. It's a really powerful mover. That's neat. So it, there was like some imbalance, maybe some some time ago, where yeah. it was just like there were long, long days and long no, weeks. No, no, there weren't long days. You just, <laughs> what's it working that hard, that, even then? <laughs> but no, I just, uh, when you try to do 50 different things and certainly you can't be a professional and amazing at 50 different things you're just asking too much of yourself um so and um and as you hive off and find amazing people that come to you or you know you know and only get the best people obviously but as you start to hive off say hey you know because people are happy to work on invoice you know there's work from home parents um people uh, older and retire at an age and people just starting out and they get in contact with you and say, oh, have you got something for me to do? I go, oh, you got an ABN? You know, it's like, how do you feel about doing this for me? And I go, oh, I'd uh, love to do that. I like this. Away you go. I like and you just, you'll, and the, the weight lifted from your shoulders, it's it's really an epiphany, yeah. Yeah, like I feel that that kind of a, an approach isn't uh, well understood. Like, I mean, you got your normal employee, mm. staff, uh, mm. you know, the, and traditional employment path, and then uh, this whole like there's the freelancing, mm. uh, but yeah, like there's this sort of intermediary where you you've got some work, but it's more about um, yeah engaging people that are interested and giving this chance. Was that how did you go about finding people? Was it just exactly that looking for freelancers and going from there, or uh, I'm I'm just trying to provide some guidance for people that mm. um, know they need to lighten their load and take the fifty things off. Mm. But where on earth do you find people yeah. to to do that? You know, is it is it really like the freelancer market as a starting point or uh, advice around that? No, uh, just I'm just thinking social media would be one. So you could say, yeah, yeah. no. Well, that, well, the thing is, is that we all know people. Mm-hmm. We all know people that do things, uh, and we know people that already dabble in certain marketplaces or or do have certain skills. Um, so, for instance, my reboot free central included. Um, you know, even a trip across to um, Scotland at the time as part of a around the world trip. And I went to see an, uh, a girl that worked for me eight years ago. She'd probably tell me it was 10. She does the detail, see? All right. uh, she's the detail person. And I went, went to her and said, hey, you know that WordPress stuff you've been working with? Like, you know, I don't really like it. And you know I don't like it. But 
the hand coding, if we hand code the stuff, and you can do that, can't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I appreciate you've got a baby now and a husband. Um, and can I send some work to you? Yeah. Um, and show old friend with really good skills and, and really meticulous accuracy. And says so like, I'm going to send you work in Scotland. Now, she's now a core person of the business. Uh, she's moved to Canada. God help her. Why would you ever do that? You know, oh, really cold. <laughs> Kelowna, even. <laughs> oh, that's, that shit's expensive, man. Jeez, that was my birth home. That was my birthplace. Born there. You're kidding me. Yeah, born in Kelowna, British it's Kelowna. Like a, it's like a better Zurich, isn't it? We got the mountains. It's nice people. We got the lake. Yeah, the lake. See, it's very Zurich, but it's the people are very nice. Everybody's got pickup. You got I mean, lodges. She was in a bus crash, man. Cabins. She was in a bus crash. Uh oh. Yeah. I had the baby in the in the trolley, but some pickup turned in front of the bus. Jeez. She's gone down the aisle. The roads there are, you know, not a single lane. <laughs> you got there's not a lot of room about, for air. Main street's like three lanes each way, you know. That a Jeep Cherokee? Well, it's nuts. It's got is the it, roof off. Is it? Ah, yeah. It was. Oh, geez, it sounds like it's developed into quite a metropolis then. Oh, yeah, I went to Revelstoke, man. Again, good solid ski hill. You've been there as well? Went to Revelstoke. Okay. All right. Jeez, you climbed Eagle Pass Mountain. You been up there? No, I haven't. That not. was weird. Is this a summertime climb or a... Or a... Uh, yeah, it was July. That's summertime over there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so an old friend uh, that came sailing with me once upon a time. I was going, oh, we're going to go do this hike. Are you up to it? I go, oh, man. I hike back home. I was like, well, it's, it's higher than anything in Australia. And it, it Shit got weird up there, I tell you. Yeah. We end up on the roof of some fire hut that had been rebuilt by some people illegally. They said, well, we don't care the fire hut got burnt down. We're going to build it again anyway. So we're up on the roof of that. Old mates brought along one of those blow-up dinosaur suits. Um, the, him and his wife have got twins that are like, cried a little bit to start with. They're 12, 12 months old or the old. And they just hiked up. They go, you with us, old man? I go, I'll see you at the top. Try and keep up. Anyway, I almost turned up with a drone as well. So next thing you want to dancing on the roof of this hut on the top of Eagle Pass Mountain with the drone doing circuits around us with old mate dancing in his inflatable dinosaur suit. And I've got a baby in arms. And it's like, jeez. It's, it's, it's Canada, man. Hey, it's loose. Photos or it didn't happen. I mean, I like a, you know, videos even. I've got the video. Yeah. She's behind the scenes. Subscribe to John's Patreon channel and <laughs> for all that. <laughs> yeah, well, that, and it is amazing. Footage. Like I know we're off topic right now, but that's no, no. That's look, where we always aim to take it. Actually. Hey, look, exploration. You got you got the explorer mug. I got. I'm I'm sporting the captain's mug. You got explorer. <laughs> okay. So, um, can I keep this? You know, like yeah, merch, merch. It's a it's a legitimate strategy. <laughs> Put the product in the hands of your customers. No, right. and... no, it's like that moment in um, The Big Short, yeah? He's like, can I have one of these mugs? <laughs> just, you just pinch it. Nobody would notice. Favorite movie of all time. Anyway, um, yeah, what, look, were we to, what, what, what were we talking We were about? Little, getting a little, little feel for the, the, I guess oh, the, the, people, the life the people hacks. Talking the people. About the people. And you found the people. So you went inner circle. Like, see who you know. Yeah. Um, don't go too far. Because if you go too far out, you're taking a risk. you got to... Do you mm. trust this person? But I think from what I took away from it is that you knew people, mm. not not in the sense that, um, you know, they were needing employment or anything, but it was just like, who can mm. you tap for maybe one task? And maybe that goes to, it expands from there. So don't, you don't have to overthink it. Yeah. But oh, well, let's do the math on it. So I'm doing 50 things inside 10 hours a week. So the actual incremental amount of minutes in each of those tasks is quite small. So you've got to kind of expand it or go find extra clients that want it. Um, group some together, but yeah, you sort of go out and say, uh, you're staying home. Yes, yeah, so uh, Mary Lynn's her name, so she, her child's now three, I think. I should know that. Um, as yeah, she does a whole chunk of the development work, so she's been an understudy to me. And honestly, she does, she's a, a way ahead of me on a number of things these days, and her work is meticulous. You know, I was like that <clears throat> online, yeah, it looks all right, yeah, neat. whereas her stuff is aces. That's neat. And that, mm. that goes, I know that before the chat, before we started, you were starting to think, well, what's our goals for this whole podcast thing? What are we trying to do here? <laughs> Honestly, and it really, you do look at, you know, no pressure to, to deliver on these goals. But at the end of the day, um, I, you know, I know I, we're here, we look around and it's like, what do you see? We're in Australia, we're on the Gold Coast. Um, and you take a look around and you, you kind of get a feel that people are perhaps underemployed or um, yeah. they've just got a bit of this thing, this theme called the idle capacity, which is people are just a few extra minutes in the day hmm. um, and what are they doing or what could they do? And, yeah. and that kind of fills a, an interesting void. So I'm going to I'm gonna take a little ch personal challenge on that to see how we um, do that. And we've done that to some degree. Like we we had a, an audio guy come in and he was just 
had a couple extra hours and mm. they help us do some config mm. and then that led into lots of other things. So. Yeah, well, it's kind of one of those things that sort of happened organically and as you hear the, the political, you know, and the, the labor market rattling the, the cage sort of saying underemployment, underemployment, but well, it's kind of, you know, even within a small, medium, large business, there's a certain amount of gig economy going on uh, whereas, you know, someone's vocation is content writing um, and even my, my lead content writer, he's got two two jobs and he's filling in a full week. And we've got a trajectory where, you know, uh, I'm hoping to fill in his entire week, but we know that um, in the meantime, he's going to have to colour in, in the blocks, you mm. know, um, yeah. and that's working out for him. Working yeah. out. Yeah. And I think I do think it's healthy to have that kind of a bit mm. of that hustling you know, it's it's and maybe goes back to the, the the caveman days of trying to like fight, you know, hunt for your your own food and and mm. uh, be hungry. You know, I think it's yeah. Um, oh well, well you think about uh, there's there's plenty of people, and I I mean just so many people out there that are um, stay at home for some reason, or uh, there's a limitation how much time they can put into work, and they're not people that are ever going to be in the dole queue. They're not going to take a benefit. They're always going to want to do meaningful work. That's just their nature. So um. There's just droves of them out there, and whether they're raising a small child, or whether they're staying home they're being a carer, or for whatever other reason, they've got a limit on the amount of time they can put into work per se. Um, they're dying for it, and they're probably, and particularly in the digital space, that is you'd appreciate. But in so many spaces now, there's um, so many jobs that can be done from home. It's like, you know, so many people have said to me in the past years, like, oh, this working from home, it's a revelation. I'll go. <laughs> Welcome to the party. We've been doing this for twenty years. Yeah. You know? Oh, that um, and that, and that's the interesting piece. Like once I got a wind that you've just sort of been. I wouldn't say digital nomad, but it's sort of like uh, you've been able to work from anywhere. Sounds like yeah, right. For, for literally twenty years, and now only twenty 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 and twenty twenty one people are like, oh, companies are actually supporting this work from home thing. And yeah, you know, oh, well, their hand there's so forced. much. Yeah, well, that's right. Where people have sort of got their head around it now, and corporates are sort of getting. Look, I still love to press the flesh, and I love to have a chat. Clearly, I'm here now, but uh, there's there's just so much that people just need to do in isolation, work wise, and you just stand clear of that and let them do their thing. You know, it's a level of trust involved, but they're going to do it for the right price, and they they they're obligated to make sure the quality is what it should be. So, get out of their way. Let yeah. them do it. You know, and even it goes further than that. Even this of the the digital nomad thing that you just labelled me with it. Well, I guess I am, you know. But the um, uh, even one of the hacks that I was telling the uh, uh, my content writer yesterday um, when we caught up for the first time in a couple of weeks, I said, look, he says, oh, I went down. You know, I've actually bought. Look, I bought myself an ultra book. You know, and I went down to the waterfront and I did some work down there. So it's just. I could smell, you know, I could hear the birds. I was looking out over the water towards the islands of Morton Bay, you know, we go, welcome to the party. Welcome to the party. But I said, now, the hack on that to even go to the next level is that where the work stuff is even, you try and funnel it into your wait time. And you go, well, what are you talking about? I said, well, you know, if you, I've spent, you know, we've all been caught in airports for two, three, six, 12 hours and stuff like that from time to time. It's like that wait time, you know, whether it's waiting for the bus or waiting for the dentist or waiting for a plane, we've all got this time that we can, uh, where we're just otherwise going to watch something mindless on YouTube or Facebook or whatever. No, that, this is the time you plow into your work. So, well, you know what, that thing I've got to do, that's, let's, get, let's get on top of that. So when I reach my destination or when I get into the doctor or whatever it is I'm waiting, waiting for my friend to turn up at the coffee shop, if I can get ahead on that now, and I've just freed up a block of time forward, haven't I? Particularly if it's in advance. So, yeah, so that's one of the things that I had to say to him just yesterday. That's pretty neat. Jesus, is that going in your book? Are you going to publish a book on all these little... No, uh... I've had it suggested. Yeah? I've had it suggested. Are you a book writing kind of guy? No, can I get someone else to do that for me? It's like, let me just check that organizational chart. It's like, no, that's still on me at the moment. I'll find some of that. I guarantee <laughs> Well, you're, no, definitely, no. you're yeah. definitely you're definitely living uh, with with some chapters. So you've done the you've done a bit of travel. You, yeah. en you ended up ended up in Canada, Scotland. You mentioned um, mm. what's uh, what's the what was that world tour? You did did you, did you do a bit of around oh, the world? Look, I've done a few around the world tickets, and don't ask me about the twenty four hours in Vegas. But um, <laughs> no, no, I love it. How was the twenty four hours in Vegas? <laughs> we haven't got that long. <laughs> pictures videos? no no but no it, it involves shooting guns with uh former cai operatives and a prostitute and uh what else is in there? business meeting um well it's just Jeez. no no face tattoos 
no face tattoos. Oh, some late night tacos. You know, it's like no, no, no I didn't marry. I didn't. You know, I only got, had eighty bucks stolen off me. But even that story is worth one hundred and sixty. I reckon easy. So, <laughs> anyway, so stay, never mind that. We'll do that some other time. It's too. It's too good a story to try and encapsulate as quickly as I did. I just didn't do it justice. Yeah. All right. Fill us in on the rest. <laughs> but uh, sorry, what was the question? Like the traveling? Oh, I just no. I got the traveling bug a few years ago. Yeah. Um, there was some. Um, and is it the ability again? People will balance. You know, some people have to save up money, and then they realize, okay, I've got enough to travel. In Australia, mm. being far away, it's not that cheap to to go too far. But mm. did you? Is it because the how you? nature of your work that you could travel at the same time like were you on the laptop in these countries or was that a time of your life where you're not necessarily working oh no it's always laptop always on okay yeah yeah so basically travel and so there is that sense of basically living your life but not not in one location right so you're just exploring and and still Mm -hmm. connected to your work though yeah yeah no there's always that the work is always there in the back of the mind type thing, and um, and that said, what what I'm really lucky to have now is a team behind me that do most of the most of the effort. But back in the day, those fifty tasks were, oh, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, I've got to get, you know, got to learn this new skill or go improve that skill because that's where I'm at, um, or that's what's needed for the marketplace now. So there was uh, traditionally a lot of pressure to spend a lot of time on the computer. But that's even one of the things. Like, there's a couple of things I love to do, that, you know debunk in terms of the digital nomad scene. You know, it's like couple of really good ones was like you know if you got some content writing gig and you think oh well that's it i can get way ahead and i can go have this amazing holiday in northern thailand back when you could you know it's like uh, is that you'd be up there but you got this obligation if you're not ahead on your work and you've got a deadline looming like bang goes the party mode you know you've got an obligation to stay there your friends are on scooters going up to a waterfall and setting fire to things i Whatever you do in Northern Thailand, the the, um, the uh, you can't go. You got to stay back and do your work, um, and so that's that's a challenge. So there's there's that sort of thing where you know if you truly want to go traveling, um, you know actually doing that as a as a digital nomad, it has got its challenges. And there's some careful planning and obviously a good deal of trust and and a, and a really good work ethic about getting ahead on everything. So when that that party suddenly happens, where it's like Hey, we're gonna get in scooters. We're going up to the waterfall, and set fire to something. It's like, well, I'm in. You know, you don't want to have to go. Oh, I've got to stay here and do this. You know, you don't want to be in that. You've got to get ahead on that sort of stuff. That's neat. I mean, I can, I can exactly relate to that. And it's a maybe just to describe that because it's uh, you're especially if you're you're on this entrepreneurial path, you're basically in charge of your own destiny, right? And yeah. So, so you, there's no room for. Uh, losing a client or or having one bad experience. Like you're always wanting to build and and keep sustainable right you you can't take any missteps but then you're sort of in these amazing destinations and you have to make that call you're like am i going out and can i buy myself another six hour window before i finish this project yeah, uh, yeah, to, yeah. To, to capture this life experience and often you, you have to make that call and you're like no i'm i'm going to, mm. going to honor my commitments and mm. um uh, it's just it's a tough one like I guess that's what digital nomads perhaps struggle with. I don't know. I hadn't experienced that until I... Yeah, yeah. Well, you get myself. a lot of like, I was on a wave in Bali, you know, last year this time, you know, back when you still could go to Bali. Um, and it was just a random thing. I was going to southern New South Wales in January and then the mate rang says, oh, I'm doing that course up in Bali. I'm going to conduct, you know, for a bunch of... I'll, I'll catch you in Brisbane. I go, hang on. It's, you know, New South Wales is on fire. Um, you're going to Bali. Hang on, change of plans. What seat are you in and what flight you on, you know? So um, the next day I was on my way to Bali. But then you're out in the waves there and there's all these digital nomads, you know, like, what do you, what do, you do, mate? You know, the German guy's like, I, I'm a digital nomad, you know, I coach people on how to have this lifestyle. I'm going, ah, oh. again, welcome to the party, you know? Like, yeah. You know, so um, it, it, particularly up there, it was like the who's who of digital nomads. But they still had obligations, as you do do, particularly in the coaching gig, where you still got to spend some time on the phone. As I said, my hack around that is make sure you're well in advance on all that sort of stuff. Um, your clients trust you intrinsically so that if you don't make a call or you, or you want a free day, you're going to get it. Um, and that's really, really important. So, um, And that comes with a level of getting up early and getting shit done, you know, oh, yeah. getting well ahead on, on, your, on your tasks. you got time zones, you got uh, yeah, so all, when, all those things. Yeah, when, yeah, when that instant party, 
you know, when something breaks out the margaritas, you know, it's like, let's have margaritas. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's like, oh, no, I've got to do a call tonight. And it's like, that's, yeah, no, you, <laughs> when you're in a hot, you know, and that's a, like, digital nomad is not a holiday. That's probably what you should distill this down to. This is, that's the big line here. Being a digital nomad is not a holiday. You still, you might be in some exotic place, but you still got stuff to do and you need to make sure that, you know, that's for you. You still got your head around those obligations. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then it's a test of time too. Like I could, I could see someone, uh, maybe for, for tax reasons, calling themselves a digital nomad or, or something like that. And they've, and they've been at it for a season, you know, oh, I've a couple of months here and there, and uh, I'm trying to find some, some work to pay my, my hut, <laughs> pay for my hut or my thatch roof, uh, local yeah. accommodation. Yeah. Uh, 20 years going at it. I mean, you really, um, I, I feel like you would have a solid grasp. I mean, it's planning, mm. it's sacrifice, it's you, you, the highs. Is there any lows in that? Any, anything where like, you're like, um, I'm just trying to think where you get, uh, no, 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 look, it's it, obviously you want to get up to a level and, and you know, you've, you're in the marketing trade as well. And, and there's a lot of people, uh, in that trade, um, is, is that there's always that thing where, and, uh, it's sort of revelation or something that's sort of been creeping up on for some time is the realization that no clients forever, no clients forever. There's always going to be some other marketing person or their own inner voice is going to start to gnaw away at what you're doing in this. And you've got to be prepared always um, that a client might walk. And so you do have to be aware, and we're talking off, off camera about um, like lead gen and stuff like that for the marketing industry. And you've got to be this sort of super relaxed, like, yeah, I've got something. Give me a ring if you need it. Because there's no point being overt in marketing. You just, you know, you're going to join the cacophony of other people trying to get that gig or get people's attention around lead gen or SEO or SEM or whatever it might be. You don't want to be that guy, but you do have to have your ear to the ground and be that guy that's like, got the runs on the ball. Give me a call if you know if you want a result. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I I think that's good. It's a good healthy uh, mentality approach because obviously everything everything in life has a cycle, right? You can't. Oh, yeah. you know, Otherwise, you products. spend thirty hours on the phone a week. You know, getting <laughs> denied. You know, turn downs. You know, getting hangups. That's so fun. Oh yeah, you know, so, don't we hate that? Yeah. Oh, you touched on the fun word. There's the F word we like to we like to mention. Um, <laughs> so yeah, your business. Uh, so you have a good time with your business. Is there? Um, yeah. Do you find yourself like in a position that you might give advice to others? Like you know when you you feel like you've cooked up this little formula. So you've got you've got a company. It's um, there's a certain lifestyle that you've mm. got access to. Mm. Do you feel like that's something you might want to? Uh, just like the German guy on the surfboard, you might uh, coach others to kind of live a similar yeah. path, or is this something that just you find it to each their own, and you just find your way, whatever works for you? I don't see it as a complicated thing. I don't know, you know, it's like, hey, it's your life, your lifestyle. Don't ask me how to live it, you know. But I get it. Like some people struggle with those sorts of decisions in their life. Um, but uh, yeah, look, and actually, once again, the client yesterday spoke to me and says. Well, maybe you can be my coach and go, nah, man, I'm your marketing business. We are your marketing business. I don't want to be your coach. You don't want to talk to me all the time for a start. You know, let's avoid that. Exchange emails, have you in for a laugh, you know, once a month, you know, that'll do me. So forget the obligation. Now, that's it. But so it is a question of really doing the sorts of things that I do do. And that's not to, but that being said, like, there's definitely, um, around staff and the people who work with me. And certainly those things I've got to relate to clients. Like another client the other day says, oh, I've got this business to start up with the same name as me in WA. And I was going, oh, we've got a trademark. You know, you've got a registered trade name because they're in the same ch uh, industry as you and they've used the same first part of the name as you. you got a trademark in that category? You can then send them a stop it now letter, you know, or get better still, just delegate your solicitor to it. And that's going to, that's going to, you know, really disturb their world. Um, he says, no, I don't have it. So haven't you done that? You know, so I guess as at this age, I'm um, at that sort of moderate level. I don't have the white beard and the Gandalf look going on. I don't have a staff, you know, so I can't tell you everything, but certainly my age and being in business for 20 something years, I've worked a few things out, I guess. And, you know, you've prodded me about a book. You've now prodded me about coaching others. I go, no, I'm here to relate things from time to time as entertains me, but I don't know. Do you think there's a book of me, Scott? I just I think you got this low key, subtle, uh, 
you know, uh, you got some things cooking and no need to commit to this is the ambitions podcast. It's about uh, finding out where you are today (laughs) and where, where you're going, even if it's a small little thing, but yeah, no, it's kind of neat. Uh, It's a neat little formula and I'm, I'm looking to add to my own, you know, I'm kind of feeling like I can leave you cold if I don't leave here with, unless I've given you, you know, given you some sort of ambition. Give give us all the goods. Uh, Are you looking for ambition yourself? uh no, I think it's about, uh, I think balance is kind of where I'm at with with a lot of things, you know, and going back to that surfboard, all these uh, these analogies, but yeah, <clears throat> yeah, like, balancing, yeah, 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 struggle with that balance, man, struggle. It's just, you know, it's just, what are you doing today? You wake up and I'm a big planner, like I like to, you know, we're talking like big stuff and yeah. I, I find that I kind of, in setting those big milestones, then I get drawn closer to it. It's almost like a vacuum. So you set that stretch. Oh, yeah. Look. And you get sucked in, like, and then you're like, wow, we really, it's almost like a tide, you know, you just kind of get yeah. pulled out in a direction. Yeah, so goal like setting this. and that sort of thing. Yeah. Big fan of NLP, neuro linguistic programming. Uh, big fan. Big fan. Um, yeah, that's a lot of things. Like when I went from like post divorce depression to living on a boat was about three months. And that three months was someone said, hey, here's NLP. You should listen to the stuff. You're going to get it. And the guy started saying, you need a big goal. And it wasn't Tony Robbins. It was like some other dude. But um, I said, a big goal, set a date for it. And you know what? Just nailed it. Yeah. It's a, you know? uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm fascinated. I, I'm a, a biologist by, or by study by origin. So way back. So all, you tell people all that? The, you all share the, that? A biologist? Yeah. Yeah. There's not much of work in there. Well, on the Gold Coast, Steve? Oh, man. Biology. Well, when it comes to like working of the mind and skills, you know. Oh, oh, well, yeah, horticultural. uh, (laughs) Anyway, your question. All all the skills can be used, transferable skills, but um, (laughs) but just how the mind works. A lot of this is like psychology and what Mm -hmm. what motivates people, and it's just kind of what gets gets people going. No, no, no reason to overthink it, but you know, um, what do people have access to? What I don't like is when people just feel like they just don't have a sense of direction that I have a hard time relating to that because mm. I feel like someone knows where they are now and they know mm. maybe what, where they want to go. So mm. just, yeah, just, just, and it could be all sorts of things. Like even yourself now, like, do you think more about, um, uh, like leisure and just doing more activities or anything like that? Is there anything that just, t- t- you know? Yeah. No, well, let's get down to a core thing. It's like there's a couple of things that are drivers for me, you know, well distilled down and thought, you know, thought about at, at depth. Um, and that's it. Like, you know, obviously you can tell from my demeanor now in conversation today, it's like fun's a big part of it. We met learning e-foiling, you know, hydrofoiling, electric foils, you know, it's like loose, you know, 50 plus getting one of those babies. It's, it can be messy and harmful, you know. Anyway, um, so there's a big orientation towards doing things that are entertaining, you know. Yeah. So you say, uh, John, why don't you write a book? I'll go, hey, can you make that entertaining for me? You know, do I have to touch type, you know, 300 pages? Yeah, really? And we start with, how about we start with 50, you know? You know, how about you do some coaching? So I don't know. Can you make it fun for me? You know? So um, so there's a big orientation around that. And that's a, a, uh, an important factor around the decisions I make on what to do with my time. Yeah. Times, you know, that thing that we, is non-negotiable. It's non-negotiable. We can make all the money. We can lose that money. We can make it again. Can't make back time. We can only lose it. It's interesting. So, yeah. So there's that. Um, I feel a bit of pressure around that. Like people say, you talk fast. You talk fast. And you're always doing lots of things. And well, I've got a lot to do and a limited time to do it because time is non-negotiable. So uh, big focus. Therefore, towards lifestyle over you know lifestyle balance. You know over work. And that's just kind of where I am. Yeah. Um, second thing, um, as I've gone blank on, uh, nah, let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's all right. Well, I mean, that's other key value. Yeah. Other key value um, and jump in is um, is spending quality time with great people. So spending quality time with great people. Uh, really enjoying being here today. Um, you know, so and then the people I spend time with, I always want to make sure they're, they're quality people. And then there's a definition for that even about what quality people are you know they might be experts in the field or someone that i've got a deep friendship for or affection for you know so quality people is could be a range of things what's your uh, i like that that you mentioned the people a lot of the technology gets in the way these days you know people are like uh you know yeah. let's do a zoom call and this and that yeah yeah uh or, or you know there's getting together with your mates that's one mm. thing um but like uh, maybe at the life stage you're at now and uh, 
what's your percentage of new people that you meet like on a on a regular like in the business you probably meet new clients occasionally uh, you're out there networking yeah uh, look networking particularly um is unquestionably important in business building um so you've got to spend as much time as you possibly can meeting people but and that could be random but fun though like you don't want oh, to be grinding out at some kind of event oh, that you're not business into. Business networks international, you know, big fan was in that for two years, two different chapters, and then you got to go to like monthly events and quarterly events and an annual event. You know, the annual event which was here at the Gold Coast um, for the whole of Australia. Uh, the year I was in it, as I was actually was on the door, like opening the door for everyone. It's like, it's like, hello, welcome. And I was like, are you, are you official? No, no, I'm just the guy getting the door. You know, what's your name? Hello. Oh, you know, that, like, that's a little social engineering right there. Oh, yeah. You, have you met John? Yeah. Passed by 100 people in about 10 minutes flat, you know. So, that's uh, so yeah, it's, there's those sorts of things um, that you just get on doom terms of networking. Am I driven to do that at the moment? Uh, a little bit less so. I think it's just sort of as you age, you sort of look a bit, get a bit more focused about going, well, they're not my people, you know. Uh, I don't really feel the need to go build relationships with it, that category of people you know smokers have i got a smoker in my life hope not you know um stuff like that yeah you know so you just go look i'm non-negotiable on that certain thing i like that person but i don't want to spend time with them yes yeah. they're gonna light up you know so sorry smokers <laughs> unlucky unlucky <laughs> um yeah look i mean again people will be using this as an opportunity to listen in to hear about you know the lifestyle of, a, mm. of an Aussie kind of self-starter. Yeah. Um, you know, it seems like you're kind of almost not reinventing at every turn, but you, you kind of take what comes at you and you're uh, you're using that and experiencing it. Like I feel like you've kind of got this uh, interesting piece where you experience things. So it's yeah. not just uh, doing it. I don't know to tick it off a list or. Like, uh, yeah, is there an experience that's next on your list? Like something that just you just oh, haven't gotten around big, to doing? There's a big goal. Are you want ambition? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Here you, it goes. You, you ready to, for this? You're going to the moon. No, so, I don't want to spoil it. No, I'm going to buy a boat in Greece and sail it back to Australia. Whew. How's that sound? Greece. Yeah. Australia. Yeah. There's some distance there. Yeah. There's some torturous seas, danger. Come on, man. There's sailing as a skill. Are you a, are you a sail? You've got s- sailing chops here. There's culture, there's language, a world of it, pretty much. So there it is. Yeah. You dropped that on us. Yeah. Yeah. You want some ambition. There you go. That's I, right. This show is called Aussie Ambitions. I've got you an Aussie it. with an ambition. So, uh, no, but that's a couple of years away. Um, so, but it's well defined. Um, you know, there's a very active um, fleet of charter boats in Greece. I've had that experience. So, uh, and those boats are always getting turned over, bought, sold, all the rest of that. So there's a lot of boats come up for sale in Greece. Um, you know, it, it wants need to be like a 45 foot catamaran for comfort and space. Uh, what else is important around that? And there's no hurry. There's no hurry. You're in Greece, man. You oh, know, you've got a boat in Greece. You're not going to sail away from that. You're not going to chuff off to Croatia on the drop of a hat and say, "Boy, buy Greece, got to get to Australia. It's like... No, it's going to take five years. Oh. Now, that's not five years full time. Mm-hmm. You get away for all that time? No, no, no. No, we just, we get to have the, you know, a summer experience of Greece in the first year, maybe take it at the end over to Croatia or up into that that neck of the woods. You get a sailor in there, maybe Corsica, Sardinia, you know, Western Mediterranean second year. Leave it, Portugal or something like that. Pull it out of the water, leave it on the hard stand. The sailing across the Atlantic is a couple of weeks, I think. Wow. That's and, all. And the Aussie passport you can travel everywhere with. Mm, pretty much. These days. Pretty much. But uh, I think there was someone we upset recently, wasn't there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't get anything. I'm glad we steered her clear of any political stuff. Uh, I mean, I, again, there's always this, this moment in time, right? What, what are we, March? Oh, yeah. 2021. Oh, well, you're, you're a professional in the podcast game. I've done a little bit of video and that sort of thing. You don't want to timestamp stuff. You get a political... That you're gonna, you know, that statement for me just then was ambiguous enough that I could reply because Australians are always going to be upsetting someone. <laughs> Look, I mean, who's to say that it's any specific country, yeah, or uh, subgroup, or oh, uh, it's I, I, I honestly like the the strong stance they take on things, and it might seem ridiculous to those that are 
I'll be doing this again. Yep, we're going to take on China on this one oh, issue. Man, you had to go name names. Uh, we're going to get shadow banned. C word. Look, I mean, it's uh, we've got a unique part of the world where... Uh, no, you're getting all serious on me. I was just talking about like oh, the- making fun of someone and then taking offense because they've popped the collar, you know? It's like... The, I mean, you know when your collar turned up, and then all of a sudden they're upset and they um, punch you in the face. You know? oh, it's like, it's um, better get out of this bar. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, there's it's dynamic. Let's say there's always something topic of the day. Um, <laughs> it changes pretty quickly. It changes quickly. So anyway, yeah, yeah, it makes it easy to cover off on opinions. <laughs> Oh, you, oh, you might go to the next bar and say something inappropriate to, the, to someone else at that bar. Can I run out of bar someday? Yeah. Oh, jeez. I feel I feel like we should try something in our new format. You, we might give you the honor of doing our uh, our new into inter, what's the word? It's sort of an integrated uh, format. Oh. Uh, we might do a few questions just to just to keep you on your toes. Okay. And we might send you on your way. Um, okay. I just recruit our uh, our film coordinator over there and what's james gonna do um something he, useful yeah i yeah. mean he's just there he's, pushing buttons he's, the whole show he's just, he's like, he's just okay. g- giving me the head nod that uh that we're queued up but we've got a few <laughs> uh moments let's just say and a bit of a a keepsake for you so this will be oh, le- okay. this is legacy building stuff all right all right, so, all right. Just, so just so you can pass this all along right. to your mates. bring it all right so we've got a question for you about uh your ambitions as a younger a younger person so hmm. um <laughs> this is for you john john when you were a kid what did you want to be when you grew up oh middle class i just wanted to be middle class <laughs> uh, well you sure wasn't no, you, to, you sure wasn't to, to grow a mustache or uh you know something a bit more like yeah, you didn't want to be like a cowboy can you or... do caterpillar can you do caterpillar there? i don't know uh, i will have to try on a different character so <laughs> Skip to the next question. <laughs> um, let's go for movies. Yeah. Um, any any movies that uh, that are must sees for you? Like, what's on your highlight reel of movies? Uh, well, nothing animated. I'm dead against animated. But um, now we mentioned earlier, I must have watched Lethal Weapon like a hundred times. I think two hundred times. Just now, they made more than one. No, but I watched it a hundred times over. So, Lethal Weapon, the first one, yeah. the original. Yeah, Grand Dog Day. Actually, I'm. I'm I'm really bad for watching movies over and over. Groundhog Day, just fantastic. And wow. maybe uh, what's it? What's the one with um, Tom Cruise and he's like the future soldier type thing? Oh yeah, put yeah, on yeah. the beach. That was because that sort of deals with reliving the day, you know. And I really get in. And Groundhog Day is sort of that same genre, like reliving the day until you get it right. That was a fantastic movie. Oh, was it tomorrow? Edge Never of tomorrow. Edge of tomorrow. There we go. Edge, Edge of, tomorrow. of tomorrow. So that was just awesome because you know it became this awesome, yeah, awesome soldier that. You know, killed the beast, you know, whereas what did Bill Murray do? He, oh, he got the girl, changed a few tires, you know, bought some insurance, you know, in his final day of that experience, he just, yeah, killed that, him. Yeah, that's a great, and he went down, that's all right. That was great. And, and some like sort of comedic elements to that movie. Like it was just genius and, and unexpected. Like, I don't know about you, but didn't you find that? Which one? Groundhog Day? No, no, uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Just Edge. like the death, the how many ways to die, like killed me. No, <laughs> no. Well, Bill Murray did the same thing. He stepped in front of trains. He drove cars off into lakes and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, we stole the Groundhog one there. You know, it's just. I think it was the Edge of Tomorrow is a little bit more violent, which is sort of like, ugh, it hits yeah. you harder. So yeah, anyway, yeah. Oh, yes. not for kids. Um, all right. Um, all right, there, Mixmaster. What do we have next on the reel? <laughs> oh my God, Creep Factor One Thousand. All right, <laughs> John, tell me about uh, any encounters with wildlife you may have had. Oh, um, well, there's this one time in Canada, you know, where you know, it was up in the highlands. And... A, don't not a goose, was it? No, no, no. <laughs> Actually, no, hey, I got, no, it happened in California, LA. It's up, the mate said, oh, we'll go stay at the family cabin behind LA, you know, near the snow line. I'm going, snow in LA, just out of the city. What? Like, what do you want, man? And it was that time of year. And, but we went out, he's like, oh, we'll go chop some logs. It pulled out this big ass chainsaw. And I was like, oh, we'll never go at that. So we're going out the backyard to have a go at this chainsaw and uh, on a big log. And I go, what's happened there? You know, what's that poo shit, let's call it. He says, and this is like some torn up fur. And it's like, and he said, oh, that's probably bears eating something. I go, there's bears here? And at that point, I thought, that's yeah, all right. I got the chainsaw. <laughs> it's a big chainsaw. Bring it on, bear mofo. Yeah. 
Jeez, you've survived a bear encounter. Well, well, he didn't. Well, he didn't turn up. It's just no, he encountered bear poo and survived. Still, potential. <laughs> cats on both ends. That's good. All right, cats at ten paces. All right, we got a tick on that special effect. We're gonna check for <laughs> vote this up if you uh, oh, you love okay. loving the cats. All right, all right. We might finish on a culinary uh, culinary question. Is that a cat or a pussy? Uh, oh no, donut man. Yeah, oh, we no. switched off. Yeah. <laughs> no, we switched on to the right one. This is the this is the wrap. This is the people are gonna want to know what. Um, what Aussies like to eat. So let's just go with your favorite. Oh, okay. No, so I'll, go with, well, uh, I'll, I'll ask the no, question. I'll ask the question. So it comes across as a nice clean clip. So, <laughs> John, what is your favorite donut? Well, as much as we know that it's important to wake up in Australia and smell the Vegemite. <laughs> oh, don't tell me there's a Vegemite donut. Uh, hey, hey, actually, that's a thing, isn't it? Is it? What are they? What are they? The Vegemite and cheese? Oh, nasty. Sorry, that sounds disgusting. Yeah, you got it. Right? Yeah, All right. well, it's sort of cheesy sweet, but then the Vegemite trails for it to just make it salty, you know, heat it up. Yeah, that's... See, this is the good... Trying new formats Can like you this. animate that on my head? I, want... I think it's going to be some taste testing and then future oh, episodes. Che- oh, so. the cheesy, cheesy Mite scroll on my head right now. Can you make me in a Cheesy Mite scroll? I don't I don't see Cheesy Mite. James, where's the Cheesy Mite scroll filter? <laughs> I want it. I think we might, turn we might need into to into a cheesy mite scroll. We got to contract some this developers instant, for that. I'm going to burst into tears. We got to contract some developers. It becomes an IT thing, so we'll uh, we won't commit to a timeline, but we'll see if we can get some Aussie like, Aussie as. I got a hole in my head. That is pretty cool. Isn't effects. It? Yeah. Okay. Um, anyways, so there I'm glad we go. I came today. Yeah, you helped us helped us <laughs> with some of the teething and uh, trying out our new our Actually, new. This is the he did this earlier. This is that one where you, yeah, look at look at me. It's look like John Lennon and John Wayne got together and made a baby. You know, and you and that's go back to Lethal Weapon. Go back to him, man. Yeah. Go back to him. So, so... That's so Mr. Joshua right there. Yeah, Mr. Joshua, lethal weapon. Yeah, the original locked bad in, guy, locked and loaded. Yeah, I'm evil as don't don't <laughs> yeah, the mess. Spiky blonde. He turned up at something else other than that ridiculous uh, warship movie too that was on TV the other day. I saw him. Get him away from me. Yeah, Steven yeah. Seagal. Doesn't he live in Russia now? Ah, oh, Steven. Does he live in Russia? Oh, I hope so. Oh, like as an enigma. Yeah, he's. Uh, I hope so. He's on that was a terrible movie. But the bad guy in that movie was the same guy. Mr. Joshua. Was it? I don't know what his real name is. Uh, I just know him as Mr. Joshua. We're going to look that one up. That might be a healthy spot to leave it. <laughs> bit, of, bit of trivia out there. John's going to kick my butt if we get into any kind of trivia. Yeah, we're going over time here. So, yeah, and, minutes into uh, the race, man. And uh, let it be known that we had to wrap up to watch this <laughs> event. Tell us the event that's on so people can okay. be Okay. Oh, well, let's timestamp it since you, you really want it. No, it's America's Cup race one. Uh, should be um, out on the hierarchy golf right now in front of uh, Auckland and... Uh, so it's hydrofoiling monohulls. So you're a hydrofoiling surfer. Yeah. You're obliged to have a look at hydrofoiling monohulls. They're doing 40 knots, 40 times by two, 80 kilometers an hour. Savage, entertaining, and they're incredible. Dangerous. Well, the wind but... strength's nothing, and they're out there doing that sort of speed. Oh. It just defies the law. It's like, for me, it's like aliens have landed on the front lawn and supermodels are popped out. You know, it's just amazing technology that's just incredibly sexy. Let's finish on sexy. <laughs> Let's get into that episode. Thank you very much, John. Thanks Thank for coming you, and come back Scott. and do, do this anytime, all right? Yeah, absolute pleasure, sir. Good to have you on. Cheers. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Aussie Ambitions podcast. We appreciate your support and welcome your input. So if there is a topic that you would like to see covered, please let us know via our website, aussieambitions.com, or any of our social media accounts. And please subscribe to receive all of our updates. We hope that you've picked up some helpful tips helping you to get to where you want to go. And if you've got a story to tell and are able to come for a visit, definitely get in touch.